Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's returning Breakfast with Boom. The last two weeks have, well, the first week that I missed was vacationing with Mrs. Boom. We took a nice four-day weekend. You need that family time. I needed to recharge. Last Friday, my God, I woke up with a, with a, with a migraine that folks did not go away until Monday afternoon. There's nothing worse than having a migraine for almost four days. It was, it was, uh, it was, you know, you get that nausea, you, everything bothers you, smells, lights, but we're back and we have a lot to get into. Of course, I have uh, assembled an incredible panel. Are you going to get some um, Titanfall gameplay? I did that specifically because uh, our special guest today, Noof Nukem, is here. It's one of his favorite games. And of course, one of my favorite games is going to back end the show, Dirt 5. Listen, folks, I know you're getting probably tired of seeing it, but not only does it look really good as it's playing in the background, but I actually really love Dirt 5. I would even dare say, and I hope the Forza folks aren't listening, close your ears, I like Dirt 5 more than Forza Horizon 4. And that's saying something. I, I just don't know what it is about Dirt 5 that I just love. The control is there. The graphics are tasty and delicious looking. But you know what? Enough of that shenanigans. Let's get into, of course, the uh, intros, and we'll get right into the show, and we have a big show for you. Hopefully, this is going to be the way you start your Friday in the best way possible. Noof Nukem, my God, my friend, it has been what seems like a fortnight since you've been here, and I got to congratulate you publicly. I have popped in several times on your Sunday Good Morning Xbox show, and you really have assembled a really cool group of people to talk xbox congratulations on the launch how are you and what's been going on dude boom boom kaboom it's been a long time since i've been in this room thanks for the invitation boom i couldn't uh, wait to get back on here it feels like it has been an eternity but uh you know life is good right now i can't complain you know trying to play games when and where i can uh just you know just loving life um you know working to earn those games and all that stuff and a lot of excitement coming up with uh you know the e3 announcements just around the corner a lot of fantastic showcase games in the past while including horizon forbidden west which i'm super excited about and a yep. whole bunch more so uh let's get into the show and i can't wait to be obviously great to be here again with mr bad bit bit cloud and of course crispy bomb so it's going to be a good one well, yeah, it's great to have you back, brother, and glad that you are doing well. Of course, that is the most important part, Mister Bad Bit. Let's get into uh, let's get into your intro. First of all, mm -hmm. once again, man, uh, you know you and your incredible, uh, you know, site. Of course, talking about the trophy room um, is has uh, taken a page out of what doing what's right for the community. Yeah. And of course, I'm talking about Pride Month, and that's something that the world is celebrating. It's something that Mrs. Boomstick and I are celebrating because we have friends in the gay community that we love and cherish like family and obviously you know you had put up the other day an incredible line of wear that yeah. both Miss, mrs boomstick and i immediately jumped on and took a part of because it's something it's for a great cause love what you're doing at the trophy room and uh if you didn't know folks he is going to rip off the joe mask and it's going to be uh, a bot face maybe potentially what? even yeah <laughs> master chief because he from yeah. what we hear uh uh yeah. mr bad bit you are a yeah. bot in training that's right. I'm going to turn the trophy room into the achievement hall. Just you wait. Just you love wait. it. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. We, this month uh, this month is Pride Month, and just like Boom, I have so many friends part of the part of the LGBTQ plus community and uh, people that I love, respect, and 
and hold great admiration for. And so what better way to celebrate my friends than throwing uh, together a nice little line of clothes merch that goes to the Trevor Project. Yes. It helps LGBTQ uh, youth that are being bullied. It helps people educate. There's a suicide prevention hotline as well. Um, it, they're, they do really great, amazing work. And so, yeah, we're just trying to do something a little special, a little thank you to our community because so many of our communities, well, um, are part of that rainbow coalition of, of, of amazing folks. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here as well to talk about games and how awful some people are. I was, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to, we're going to get into it folks. We, this is going to be a very, reading, he- I was reading while Big Cloud was talking to something and I had like the angriest mm. face on just reading some of these. It's, it's absurd. Things. Yeah. But you know, yeah. what? Again, I'm, I'm that sounds like a great, be, that sounds yeah. like a great developer name, the rainbow coalition. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 100%. Um, but yeah, we are, we, we, um, we are going to get into a lot of the big, uh, PlayStation topics, folks. Uh, again, gaming is about all platforms. Uh, this is not, you know, this. I, I what I like to do is celebrate uh, Nintendo, uh, Xbox, and of course PlayStation, and we're going to do that in a big way today because uh, there's a lot to get into. Um, as you see, I'm wrecking everyone's, uh, a, 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 you know, um, crap. If I don't want to say the bad word, but um, <laughs> listen, let's continue. First of all, Big Cloud, welcome to the program, brother. You got a lot going on. Great work that you're doing at your channel. Have you crossed 10k yet? And how close? Are we you? are super, super close, and uh, we just been in cruise control, man. It's been great. Uh, shout out to PlayStation, Housemark, everybody. It's been great to the channel. A lot of developers been coming through. We've been uh, talking to a few behind the scenes. It's just been fun. Nice. Nice. Well, listen, it's great. I love what you're doing over there. Great that you are here today. Again, we have some massive topics to get into. And last and no way least, my brother, uh, he's right down the block uh, in in CT, uh, the best voice in the business. Crispy Bomb, welcome back, brother. How you feeling? Oh, boom. It's been a long two weeks, but you have assembled all the boom in one room. Let's go, baby. It's time. And uh, yes, we got great topics, and I'm excited for it. What is up, chat, by the way? Yes. Hello, chat. Uh, well, let, let, let's get into the the biggest I'm not surprised news, and then we're going to back end it with what's been going on behind the scenes. God of War, Ragnarok, or God of War 2, or whatever they decide to call it, has been officially delayed. Now, I have the... Um, what I want to do is I want to read directly from what Sony Santa Monica had to say. And this is the this is was uh, posted on all forms of social media. And I want to read verbatim so there's no uh, confusion on who said this. This is coming directly from Sony Monica uh, Santa uh, Santa Monica Studio. Since the release of the next God of War teaser last year, we've been humbled by the amount of love our community has shown us. We're incredibly grateful to see so many people excited to experience the next chapter in Kratos and Atreus' uh, journey. We remain focused on delivering a top-quality game while maintaining the safety and well-being of our team. Super important there, folks. Creative partners and their families. With this in mind, we have made the decision to shift our release window to 2022. And I believe that is a smart move for sure. And it finishes with this. Thank you for all of your continued support. We've got some exciting things in the works that we can't wait to show you. And it finishes with, of course, signed uh, Santa Monica Studios. Now, I think that's 
pretty cut and dry. I also think that it's something that I expected. Uh, and we've been talking about this for weeks, what it seems like, because, you know, I, it's the, you know, the pandemic is still here. Uh, they're a studio that uses um, um, a lot of mocap, I would imagine. And that is an industry that suffered because uh, at the hands of the pandemic. Again, not a surprise. Joe, I want to go to you first, brother. Yeah. Uh, the confirmation is good to let the fan base know that, listen, we're not going to shadow drop this after E3 or on Christmas Day. It, 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 you're going to get it in 2022, which I think is smart. It gives them plenty of time to potentially do an anniversary launch for when um, the first God of War, which came out in 20, I believe it was 2017 in March, I think it was. So they could uh, potentially. April 20th. April. It was April 20th. Okay, there you go. Thank you for the correction. And they could, they could now could sit back and do what they have to do gives them plenty of time to set up a collector's edition get all the yeah. graphics right get a P ps5 version running correctly and they don't have to worry about it because that gives them uh, what's the most important thing in, in game development time are you surprised by this nope i think like we were really excited about it uh when we first saw it of course but then quickly afterwards we we're like all we saw was a logo coming 2022 we know sony we know how they operate this game is not coming out 2022 right so oh, 2021 you mean i'm oh, sorry 2021 my yeah. apologies yeah we saw the 2021 uh in the logo and yeah we, we know we know this is gonna get delayed there's no way they could have they, they they could put it out here right especially during the, the, the pandemic and whatnot so you know this was not a surprise not a shocker we didn't really get uh, many updates if not any uh, about God of War up until this point. So none of this came as a shocker to me. This is something I totally expected. Um, you know, what I didn't expect was it also being on PS4, but I kind of understand at this point. Um, so, you know, it's, it is what it is, man. I'm not like bummed whatsoever. It's kind of like when we're talking about like Starfield the other day, I'm like, I have, I got nothing because like, well, you don't really, we I, don't really know, you know what I'm I saying? Yeah, I, yeah, I still yeah. don't, you know, I still don't know much about God of War 2 other than it's a sequel to a really good game and that's it. So that's, that's kind of where my reaction is at the end of the day. I mean, again, it's, um, it, for me, it's not a big surprise. I'm going to go to the next to BitCloud. BitCloud, uh, this is something that a lot of people are anticipating. Uh, now, when, of course, the PlayStation community, but many people like myself who support multiple platforms have always, uh, you know, championed God of War, the re remake or, you know, the, the I guess the rebirth of Kratos going from the old way that they used to do it. And, of course, the, the 2017 version was a masterpiece, in my opinion. Are you happy that they came out and just get to, you know, before E3 to let the fans know, hey, listen, you got to give us some time. We're just not ready. Uh, the thing is, uh, I've been telling you guys for the longest time that game was never dropping in 2021. That's one game you don't rush. Remember that? You mm -hmm. don't rush God of War. God of War is a game you take your sweet time with. You make sure there's no bells. You know, all the bells and whistles work for one, but there's no issues. The, the last thing we ever wanted to see was you know, God of War Ragnarok have a cyberpunk launch. We don't want that. So I already knew that this game was never launching in 2021. So it was never a surprise to begin with. But again, there were those who wanted to act like, you know, they, a lot of people want to use these games 
just for the sake of arguing for this console war, right? They count them on their hands. Oh, these games are dropping this year. I'm sitting to tell them it's it was never the case. This is a game that you spread out. This is how Sony operates. They spread these games out. And a lot of people believe that God of War was going to be their answer to Halo. The thing is, Halo, and we said this numerous times, this is no surprise here, right? We've all said this on this panel. Halo has his own demons that needs to sort out before anybody has to worry about Halo. That's that's a different story versus yeah. this. So, you know, no surprise here at all. Um, I already know it. You're, you guys are in for a treat. It's definitely a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen with it. It's going to be great. Really yeah. Is. Yeah. And no, I, I have I, I literally have no doubt that it's going to be uh, fabulous. I, I my, my question is whether or not this is going to be a full on God of War two, like Horizon is is uh, Horizon Forbidden West is for. Uh, zero dawn or yeah. is this going to be a more of a miles morales thing and i say that that's a good not, point because it, it came out pretty fast but well I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm saying that not because it's a dig at well first of all the thing that when joe and i were talking about before anyone jumped even jumped into the uh green room what i was unaware of and again i i swear that i thought Corey barlog was not going to be a part of this that this the, the god of war 2 yeah. was being handed off and it turns out and we're going to get into why I know he's a part of it because people are really going out we're really going off the deep end about this you know quote unquote delay and we're going to talk about the disgustingness of some people in this community now again I'm, I can't specifically say it's the PlayStation community I think it is but I don't know so every gonna... every side has his weirdos right oh, let's, let's say that it, you know it's definitely PlayStation guys quote unquote i'm using quotations i'm not on camera but i'm using quotations when i say there's playstation gamers so to speak but they're not really playstation gamers these dudes are extremists that just want to argue about you know things on twitter that's all it is these guys spend all their time on twitter they don't care about these games so when i see this again it's no it's really no surprise yeah and we're, we're going to get into it uh exactly what is going on in the background that made me disgusted this uh, very early this morning but uh Nuf nukem i want to get to you brother but before i do let me catch up on some of these incredible super chats um nightwolf 3186 generous friend of the show he drops a very generous ten dollar super chat and says so glad to be back thanks for doing all that you do boom well thanks dude i really appreciate that compliment please send a big thank you to mrs boomstick as well very excited and proud that you you, you and her uh, oh, of you and her got my eggs baking coffee so let's go yeah well thank you so much yeah M mrs boomstick becoming a full-time part of double barrel gaming is for me folks you don't understand what kind of smile that puts on my face. This is something that, you know, she has always been involved with the channel, but very behind the scenes. And now she's really taken a more prominent role. And I, I could not ask for a better best friend, partner, wife, whatever, whatever else tagline you want to add to it. She's a major part of it. And it, it, it's pretty amazing uh, to have that. And that's a lot. That's thanks to this community's generosity that allowed that to happen. Chaos might in the chat drops a very generous five super chat and says delayed. Who thought God of War was coming out this year when we we only got an image last year? Where's Metroid Prime Four? Indeed, I really do. How about Metroid? How about Metroid Trilogy? You know, I'll just take that at this point. I mean, um, where's Bayonetta? You know, it's Bayonetta Three. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Um, East Texas Alex drops a very generous five dollar super chat. Hey, uh, Alex, thanks for being here. He says good morning. Like I said on Twitter, I'm actually okay with God of War being delayed. It gives me a chance to find the PlayStation Five. Perfection takes time. Indeed, that's a fantastic point. But Noof, 
This yeah. is this is something that people have been going back and forth on social media since the original teaser trailer. I honestly believe because I'm a you know a, a realist in you know to be honest that because of the pandemic I did not expect this game to launch. Are you surprised by the announcement from Sony Santa Monica? I, I, I honestly think even the most devout fans are not entirely surprised. It's kind of become a par for the course or almost a and almost a uh, an industry prerequisite at this point where we see these kinds of delays. The kind of questions that, that it raises for me, though, like when they came out and announced God of War and obviously, you know, it was a big surprising moment. It was a moment that as you know, as a PlayStation fan, uh, you know, you, you sat up and took notice. God of War, Ragnarok, 2021, you know, and I think we were all like, wow, it's going to come out like right alongside the PlayStation 5, basically, you know, in its infancy. And we all got really excited. So, my, I mean, the questions that I just kind of, it's in my head is, did they know willingly when they put the 2021 placeholder that was it a realistic expectation uh, that was set and was set pre-COVID? So they're kind of like, yeah, we think we can hit that target. Or, or do a lot of these companies, and it's not just Sony specific, because we see this with a lot, that give you this big old target date, and then it slips way, way outside that window. And, and you wonder, like, do they do this kind of on purpose just to kind of drive that, um, to drive that, you know, the hype, the hype train kind of deal, like to keep the fans invested, to keep them interested, perhaps uh, like a click and bait tactic of getting people to buy in long before the game comes out. Um, even like uh, Alana Pierce was saying, you know, she doesn't understand how people pre-order games that they've never even seen or heard of. And they pre-order these things like a year in advance. And she's like, she's kind of saying like, it's not really cool, especially when it's like a brand new IP. You have no idea what it's even about. You're already pre-ordering. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like the goods aren't there. So there's a lot of questions to be asked. I mean, it's not a surprise that it's delayed. I'm, I'm kind of glad that it is in a way. I, I mean, when it comes to God of War, if there's any game on the PlayStation, uh, probably for this generation that they do not want to rush out would be that franchise because it sets a lofty expectation. The first game was absolutely one of the best games uh, of the past of the past decade. One of the best games perhaps I've ever played. It was just it was just amazing in every way. And it's going to be very hard for them to top that initial game and like you said that's the other question now is it going to feel like a fully fledged game or will it feel a little bit like a um, slap together miles morales kind of take now i'm willing to side with the other i think Corey barlog and that team over at santa monica uh they know what's riding on this title and uh, i think while we'll see very familiar environments it should still feel like a very new experience and it's just going to take time to put all the finishing touches on that and it's probably not necessarily a bad thing to delay it because covid has certainly caused a, a sheer headaches not from a, even just a development perspective but also from just getting playstation 5s into the hands of gamers i mean right now so many people out there are still like i can't get one man yeah so mm -hmm. you know to maximize you know that title to come out swinging it's it's going to need a larger install base i mean it, you know if, if it's going to play on the ps4 great but um you know i i think we all know that it's going to shine on the ps5 and that's where i'd say what 80% of us who want to play it right now already are like, yeah, well, I want to buy it, but I'm going to buy it on the PS5. I don't really want to play it on the PS4 or the PS4 Pro. You know what I mean? So, right. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think in a way it could be a blessing in disguise, but I don't really think anybody's surprised. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, uh, and before we move on or segue into the second half of why I woke up disgusted this morning, Crispy Bomb, let me get your opinion on this, brother. Game developments, 
take time. We all know that. Uh, I, 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 mis, I misquoted, Joe. Uh, uh, it did, the God of War came out in 2018. Uh, not 2017. That's that's on me. And you know, next year, four year development. You know, it, it's Sony games take time, and and perfection takes time. And listen, <laughs> there's a freaking reason where if you look at their last six to ten releases, first party, there's a good chunk of those games. Guess what, folks? Are 90 plus meta. And you know something? I'm always willing to wait for greatness. And that's that's the reality. Real quick. Christopolis drop. Oh, hey, Chris, thanks so much. And he became a channel member. Thanks so much for that, brother. Definitely appreciate the love and support. Crispy, are you surprised by the announcement from Sony Santa Monica regarding God of War 2? Um, anybody that's surprised doesn't really know what Sony has always done. They've always pushed back their games. Yep. Um, it is literally, I, I can't even remember a game that's come out on time. Now, that being said, most of their games, especially recently, have been really good. So you get what you get with that. Like, you know, they're not ready. They're pushing it out. Now, my problem always has been is you were already in the pandemic when you put a launch window. That's all you had to not do. You could just put God of War Ragnarok and said nothing else. Okay. And everybody would have been fine with that. And everybody would have expected that. But then you put 2021 there. And everybody's like, what? And I'm like, you know, we I guess they didn't realize probably at the time that they were going to have such trouble making these consoles. It's the only thought process I have because it just seems like it's just like a baiting of like, hey, get your console now so you can play God of War. You know what I'm saying? And then they could go and say, oh, well, we got to push it back, which everybody says now, like, you know, Halo's a year later. You know what I mean? What am I going to say about it? It sounds right to me like. Make the game the best it can be. And, you know, obviously motion capture requires people to be around each other. I mean, they've they found little nuances, I'm sure, to probably be able to do it using like VR and stuff in some realms. But I guarantee it's not the quality that they're looking for. And that could be another uh, reason why they're like, hey, we got to push this back. Everything's starting to open up. Let's do this right. You know what I mean? So my thoughts on this on this point, who knows if they, you know, kind of knew this already, but. It's it's what Sony does. So I'm just like, when we saw the announcement, we were most of us were like, um, yeah, that's not coming out. And yeah. why why would they why would they release uh, Horizon and that and Ratchet and Clank all in the same year? I just don't see why they would do that and not have enough PlayStations out there as well. You know, PlayStation fives. Right. So it just doesn't make any sense. I I've, I'm a firm believer if they could get away with it, they would push back Ratchet and Clank and Forbidden West if they could for you know more PlayStation fives to be out in the wild. But I don't. I think they know that they're kind of riding a fine line at this point with uh, especially those games. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things at this point. Like I got lucky getting a Series X. It took me six months, people, and I had luck come onto my side so i feel bad for everybody that's got the money it's sitting there and they can't get the console and you know when it when hopefully when god of war comes out you know there's more availability on both consoles and you know you get what you want you get your game and you enjoy the game yeah i mean and, and that's a fantastic point folks listen um, finding a, a console, whether that or consoles with an S, of course, and of course I'm talking about the PlayStation Five, the Nintendo Switch, and the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, these consoles are still unbelievably hard to find. Um, there are some people in the community that have a really unbelievable track record in getting people consoles. Um, 
one of which is Wario64. If you're not following him on Twitter and you're looking for a console, you're missing out uh, because that guy is legit. Um, he is, I don't know who he is. I mean, for all I know, he could be a female, but he's he's been in the community for quite some time. Um, his identity, I don't know if it's if it's if it's if it's private or not. I honestly don't even know what the guy looks like. I know there's a picture, but I don't know if it's him. I, I will say that his work is almost tirelessly it's he puts out the and every link he puts out is legit so follow him on twitter wario 64 and if you're still looking for a console i got i I, there's a good shot if that if you if you're you know stay uh keen to social media and you follow him you could potentially get one and ordering and a lot of these sites are are doing um you know they're actually letting us know now uh, you know, around 12 o'clock, we're going to put the links up. Uh, you know, the bot thing is still a problem with people, you know, us, you know, selling these on eBay. But it's a, it's a chance that you didn't have before. But I got a segue into a story that made me put my police hat on. And I haven't put a police hat on in over seven years, folks. I've been retired since 2014. And it's stuff like this that not only hurts my heart as a human being, but hurts my heart as a content creator who has a tremendous amount of love and respect for the development community because they allow me to live in these magical worlds that they create. Well, what am I talking about? Well, I'm not sure which community this is. I'm just going to say it's a bunch of bad human beings. Let's just say that. In a story that was sent to me by my friends at the Video Games Chronicles, and the story was posted by Tom Ivan. It's titled, God of War Director Says Delay is on Me as Developer Receives Vile Abuse. Corey Barlog, good friend of the show, tells unhappy players to target him. Folks, I'm going to read verbatim some, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, re- you know, shout anybody out. I don't like shaming people. It's not something I, I'm, I, I'm, that I do on this channel. I'm just going to read some of the tweets. This one came to Corey Barlock and says, this is not a, a, a recrimination. Uh, just, uh, it's just an honest question. Did you honestly believe the game was going to be shipped in 2021? From my point of view, it was uh, a CEO board decision to put that date there. But if you tell me, you're, tell me honestly you believe that, I will stand corrected. Corey Barlog, head, uh, who, who's heading this game, said, I did. And I was wrong, and that's on me. Now, someone writes to him, and this is where it starts to get a little vile. For real, y'all, this is some BS. You want to be mad at somebody for anything. God of War uh, related the delay PS4 slash 5 trolls, subtitle size, uh, SIG run, whatevs. Be angry with me. I made the call. Um, I, I made the call. I did this. Don't bother the team. They're all very good people doing great work. Now, I thought that was from a fan. That's actually from Corey Barlog. So I'm even more surprised. But I want to read the tweet from Alana Pierce, who I have a lot of respect for. Now, if you didn't know, she works at Sony Santa Monica now. She says this, aside from the ones I got for being hired in the first place, I think I think. This is my first game dev related abuse message. I finally been inundated. Look at me go. Okay. So here, this is what it has to say. LOL. You get hired 
then God of War is delayed for first time ever. Too busy dreaming about getting gang raped by all of your simp Twitch subs to actually do work. I mean, holy shit, are you kidding me? I hope it happens and someone uh, streams it and you get fired because they all know you're a useless whore and the game comes out 2021 and PS5 only. Wow, folks. Like, I'm going to tell you this right now. I've, I've, I've worked as a New York City police officer for over 21 years. That person right there is someone to flag. I'm telling you, as someone that worked with the, who spent his time in community affairs and as a youth officer almost my whole career working with the, uh, with the youth, which I loved, that's someone, and I don't know the age, that you should flag and needs serious help for sure. So this is how Corey responds. Every single human at the studio is there specifically because they are effing exceptional in all caps. At what they do, we are better because of them. Hell, I'm lucky anyone is willing to lend their talent and intellect to my BS. For some reason, they do, and I love them for that. Joe, I got to go to you first on this. Dude, let me tell you something. I read this this morning. I'm up at 6 every day with Mrs. Boom, and this is the first thing that crosses my desk because I I go right to social media. I open up and make sure that everyone's going to be there for the show. I was disgusted, and there are more tweets like that. I'm not going to read them because I've already read them, and it's it's just gross. Can can I ask a serious question, Joe? We're in 2021. Are people still threatening other people, other game developers, because a game is delayed? And to say such horrible things, do, do people not understand the difference between right and wrong? I mean, why are we still talking about this, Joe? You know, it's it's gross. And I'm sorry I may curse. I don't know. No, it's okay. Listen, go crazy at this point. You um, know, it is what it you is. Know, it's... It, you know it, that that like when you read that, it literally made me sick that someone would it would even like that. To suggest that someone team. should get gang raped and then it should be on mm. camera. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Uh, like that it, that person is gross, and I have no sympathy for them. They're they're literally a sad human being. Um, that this matters that much to them. Um, grow up, grow up. You sad, pathetic human being. You know, we like we've seen some trolls in here, and and you know, to to see anybody above the age of yeah, there is no age limit to say anything awful like that. But to take like gaming so personally like that, to 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 call names to people, to wish this literally bodily bodily harm to people, how gross are you? How, like like. Come on. Like, you know, sometimes we get a troll here or there and we, we literally we chalk it up to like, well, those people are like sad and pathetic because, wow, like how old are you? Like, how old are you? And you do that. But this is like to the nth degree. Yeah. And so like to me, it's like, oh, well, when we ask what community they're, they're a part of, ain't part of mine, ain't part of yours. Right. That's the thing that we need to take away from is who are we letting into our communities? Who are we giving the pass to? Right. That is why it is so important. It's so important to draw the line and and say this is not acceptable here, nor will it ever be acceptable here. And kick those people out and shun them and shame them as they should be. One hundred percent. I hate when people go, "Oh, I'm a real fan of this, and you're ex, you're a fake fan of that." Bull crap. If you know, I'm. I look. I'm a Star Wars fan. 
been a Star Wars fan since I was a youth, right? If I see someone who's a new fan of Star Wars, whether prequel, original, sequel, whatever, you're a fan. And I'm not going to take that away from you. I'm not going to act like I know more than you. I'm not going to give you the litmus test of like, this is what a true fan is. I'm not going to wish bodily harm onto actors or actresses because they have a job to do. And I may not like a direction of a thing. Like uh, Star Wars means everything to me because of the escapism of it. And because of those people's hard work, even a bad Star Wars is great to me. I will still watch Attack of the Clones, right? And so like for me, it's about... It's about the escape. And when I see these gross people, just absolutely vile, see some of the worst crap imaginable, it just gets me infuriated because we've built this culture. It's been embedded in this culture since the start. It's extremely sexist. It's extremely hate-filled towards women. Like, nobody, like I've never seen a, a dude developer get that get that comment. Right. Never. Never. Yep. Never. I've never seen that. But, <laughs> but again, it's 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 gross behavior, and we've allowed it to happen. And that and that's the thing is like this fanboy toxic bullcrap that 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 has been on Twitter and the internet since the days of old. We've allowed it to escalate, and we've done almost nothing to stop it. And it's awesome to see in recent years. People go, you know what? No, this is gross. Knock it off. And, 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 and honestly, yeah, I don't want you to purchase our game if you think like that. That's awesome. I love that. Continue that. More shame on that person. And my only my only problem with Alana's response, and this just comes from my, my hate towards that comment, is she didn't put the guy's name on blast. I would have put that person's I name put, on blast. I would have, I would have put them out there, and I would have also made a police report. Folks, if you don't listen, not, not to turn this Gross. into a, a popo kind of a conversation, but do you understand that when you tweet... It's a it's it's called it really aggravated is. harassment, and it's it's and it's and it's a misdemeanor, folks. You you can actually go to jail for that. So you know, really, really think about you think about just for a second. If you're going to tell someone, first of all, you got to be one hell of a piece of shit. Pardon my French to say that to anyone, let alone another uh, another you know human being that you should get gang raped. But my yep. God. My God, I'm, I I agree with you. I think they should have put the name on blast, Joe. This this, kind, this 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 kind of shenanigans has to stop. It has to. It has to. And putting so much stock in console war bullcrap. Yeah, it, it, it really it really comes. The excuses come out of that. You know, like we talked before the show of like, oh, I'm not a real PlayStation fan or I'm not a real yep. Xbox, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm a gamer. I love games. <laughs> I love the people that make games. I don't put though. I though I have a show that talks about the news of PlayStation. I love games and the people that make them. I would never. And if you actually were a gamer or whatever, a person that loves this medium, no, that wouldn't even come that what? No, you should be championing these people. They work insanely hard to put the art that you love out, whether it's Halo, whether it's Horizon. Get a grip. Get a grip. When I hear those comments, it's so annoying because it's so stupid. I hate it so much because it takes away from everything these devs are doing when we put these stupid labels on things. Can't we just be gamers that love games, champion the art, 
And then at the same exact time, they don't even support them. Demand better from each other. Yeah. That's that's the other thing. You know, let, let, let's grab BitCloud's opinion on this. You know, BitCloud, you behind the scenes have had an incredible uh, opportunity to Sorry speak. Sorry if I got loud, by the way. No, no, no. I don't listen. That's, uh, we, oh, we love it. It's, it's a serious. Oh, it's, you ain't going to be as loud as me, buddy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I can't wait for that. But, you know, BitCloud, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, not only besides being one of my favorite podcasters and people in, in the industry is he's had the uh, very, very unique opportunity because of the hard work he puts in on his channel to speak with a lot of these developers. So you get a, you get an understanding on they are human beings at the end of the day. At least yeah. I, that's what I always thought. What, what are your thoughts on these horrible things because a game is not coming out in 2021? Is, is it not preposterous? Yeah. So, the th- all right. So, first of all, again, um, <laughs> It goes back to what me. I was just telling Badbit, you know, apparently me and Badbit are not PlayStation gamers now. Apparently, you know, we're not these uh, hardcore PlayStation dudes. We don't support PlayStation, even though we have fucking shows dedicated to it, even though we put tremendous hours in these games, even though we support them day one. We're not PlayStation guys. You know, the sad part about the situation, and I might curse on this, so excuse me, but you know, the sad part about this whole fucking situation is the fact that dudes like this who are attacking her. Don't even buy these fucking games they want. Yeah, that's the truth. That's yeah. the fucked up part about it. And to go back to what happened with her and how she feel and how she might feel about the whole thing, I had an insane opportunity for life. I got to talk to uh Rudolph from um Housemark. We had this crazy conversation about just not just gaming, got to know him personally, got to see what he was about, and just hearing the passion that goes over there at Housemark and how much you know this love they have for what they do. I remember I asked him in the question, I was like, you know, if there's any studio that you would love to go to, is there, would you, what would it be? He said, I, I want I want to stay with Housemark. I just love what they do here, but wow. there's so much love at each particular division. That's what he told me. And oh, I wow. felt that even when he shared me a video that he's in. Now, going into what's going on with uh, Alana, first of all, <laughs> if, if you don't believe that there is some kind of like sexist bullshit going on between like women in gaming, check out the Ash and Luca. The Ashton Luca gets some of the most vulgar fucking comments every time she, she does, and she's an amazing person. Anything. I love, I love her, man. She's fantastic. Yeah, people don't even know her, but they go at her neck and say some of the most dumbest shit. She's been um, threatened with rape. She's been threatened with a lot of shit. So when I saw this, I was like, bro, this is just this. This is like what Luca gets only times eleven. And the the wild part about it is again. There are dudes who claim that they're not they're they're that they're against this, right? They're against this, but what do they do? They go right back to the same tire bullshit on Twitter, promoting consequences. How can you be against anything when you're throwing gasoline on the fucking fire? That doesn't make sense. Tribalism in this shit don't ain't gonna stop with you putting fire uh, gasoline on the fire. It's not gonna stop, it gets worse. Yeah, and then they look yeah. dumb when Preach. people don't even res- respond to them. They look dumb when they should have going, "Hey, man, I had like four hundred people, or I had three hundred people watching. Hey, how come the developer won't come out my show? Gee, I wonder fucking why they won't come out your show. <laughs> I wonder why they won't take you seriously. Yeah. It's not the views, the person behind the mic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's, 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 it's also what you're putting out there to the universe. If, you, if, if, if you're someone that is supporting hate and racism and sexism and Dude, crimes, boom, boom, I, I, what, I can what? tell you shit that will legit turn you white. There are dudes who claim they're against racism, but they have racism in their podcasts. Yep. 
Yep, yep. That's the, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the wild part, bro. That is the yeah. wild part about it. And people say, and you know, it's funny. I see my PlayStation dudes say, oh, Xbox dudes are the worst, blah, blah, blah. PlayStation dudes have the tendency to be the worst out of a lot of them. That's the funny thing. They have the biggest tendency. Like, I'll, I hope y'all know that. Every time they see something with Jim Ryan or they see something like this, mm-hmm. they react in the most ridiculous ways. Now, I'm not saying true PlayStation fans. Obviously, no, because each side has those nuts. Those psychos on each side. But the thing is, right, these dudes don't game. And yet idiots like this, you know, idiots give, you know, give idiots uh, like this platforms. They support them. They they support these dumbass tweets. Listen, I get it. The Craig meme was a meme. Okay, it's a a meme. But you know what I don't want to fucking see on my timeline every fucking day? The same goddamn meme and the same bullshit conspiracy about Xbox. I don't want to hear this shit every day. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I really don't. That's the thing. We have have such a... We have such a, uh, a an inability to see different perspectives in this industry, oh, and, and just in life in general. But in this industry in particular, like you know, I bet there's going to be a comment like, "There's no sexism." Yeah. It's like, no, there definitely is. Yeah, no, that, 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 well, listen, is. it's if people want to bury gross. their head. Yeah, people want to bury their if head. People into... want to bury their head in the sand. People yeah. don't want to acknowledge a problem, or maybe that they may be a part of the problem. You know, people don't want to change. They claim they're against the problem. They claim they want to see growth. They claim they want to be about empowering the community. How the hell can you be about any of this when you when you promote nothing but the negative? It's like the news, right? You don't give people hope. Yeah, you don't give people Mm -hmm. like, you know, you don't you don't show people that there that there is a route here. I try that with my platform all the time. It's like you don't need console war to grow a goddamn channel. No, you don't need that shit to grow a channel. You no know how many developers I've had I've had reach out to me, legit reach out to me that I've talked to mm-hmm. in the past two months compared to what I've had in the prior when we were actually doing console. And the funny thing is, I did console work for jokes and laughs. These yeah. two take it to the extremes. Yeah, it it, it it's definitely uh, a problem that needs to be addressed. I'm glad that we are addressing it on Breakfast with Boom. I, f- I feel empowered with the little uh, little channel that I have to talk oh. about this and uh, and get everyone, you know, potentially talking about it in the industry. They can hate on her all, she, all they want, though. This woman has done more than they'll do in their lives. Pretty That's much. That yeah. That's the crazy part. She went from being just, you know, on YouTube and all this to being work to working at the very studio that she you know was passionate mm-hmm. to talk about and that that's one studio the same thing can be said about holly bennett yeah. mm-hmm. holly bennett who was like come on who saw that coming who saw holly bennett from playstation access going to cd project red who saw that coming well if you if you love the industry <laughs> and you talk positive about the industry people are going to want to talk with you and potentially work with exactly. you and, that's, and, that, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we saw yeah. Noof, let's get your opinion on this listen the one thing i'm glad that you're here about is because you have no problem being raunchy on your shows it, it, it's 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 the charm that we love about you but you understand that there is a limit and apparently people in this industry or in the gaming community don't understand that what's wrong is wrong and what's right is right and console war nonsense is not uh, a good reason to threaten someone to get gang raped. What were your thoughts on these absurd comments? It's disturbing and it's disgusting. Simple as that. And, you know, that's the problem. It's like sometimes people just don't know where the lines are blurred. Like we said, there's there's a difference between like the memes and the jokes and the console war kind of stuff. Uh, you know, and some people have a little bit of fun with that. I get it. You know, I, I, I know on my timeline, there are certain people that I can tell 
they just they just eat it up they have fun with it but i think at the end of the day that's kind of as far as it goes and you kind of just ignore that that kind of stuff and you and you move along but then there's there's this which is just on another another level of like disrespect immaturity and i don't think this is just kids because i think we see it from a variety of all ages uh, and as a matter of fact you know what it's it's worse as an adult because as adults we should be setting the example we should be uh, you know paving the way for these kids to be better adults uh so somewhere along the line some, some something is messed up and somebody is not you know not getting the support that they need and i don't know if a lot of said if, if it's for attention we get it we get it you know but it's not the right kind of attention like you know uh, BitCloud said, you can create a channel without the BS and still get lots of followers and still be highly successful. You don't need that stuff. And, and no different with social media. You don't need yeah. to be an extremist. They go uh, with Xbox. Oh, I mean, cut you off, bro. But they, they, they claim you only can do that with Xbox. Uh, look up Mystic. Yeah. Look up Robin, uh, Robin Gaming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the list goes on. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, but this is this is repulsive, and I mean, you know, she seems like such a sweet, nice person, you know, and and I guess at the end of the day, it's like we've said this time and time again. This industry is still trying to grow, and every time it seems like it makes a step forward, you know, with our games and stuff becoming blurring the lines between reality, movies, and everything else, and getting be so realistic, so amazing, then we get these gamers that reel it back in and, and kind of, you know, they. they kind of prove to the to the naysayers and to the uneducated about gaming like well we're all just a bunch of violent you know sexual predators blah 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 something else you know we we, we take the rap for everybody we're just having fun it's a hobby it's a hobby we're here to have fun every developer makes a game out of passion there's nobody that goes into this wanting their games to be junk there's nobody that goes in with yeah these delays are fantastic I, you know ask anybody at cyberpunk uh, over at cd project red you look i'm pretty sure especially the developer maybe the, the ceo is not so much but i'm pretty sure there's a lot of very upset and disappointed people in that studio that the, the game came out with with so much ambition and then got slammed so hard you know and they're trying their best to, to right the wrongs but it's it's not an easy task and certainly not an easy task when you're building a game for multiple platforms but at the end of the day not to get sidetracked this stuff again it's just it's it's disgusting um you know alana doesn't deserve nobody deserves it nobody no matter what your race your color your your gender you know it's one thing to just say you know you know you're a pos and that and even that is on and on deserving but this goes on another level like this is threatening violence uh these ones that get death threats that get mail and the crazy part is just think these are the instances that they highlight how much of this stuff goes on behind the scenes that nobody speaks about? How much of this has caused some of these devs or caused some of these uh, higher up people too to, to kind of cower in their room and sit down and perhaps even cry at night because they've gotten so much hate for something that they do that they love that's a passion. We don't even think about that. Like, you know, this stuff can weigh on a person's mental when they got to deal with this crap every day. And it's not easy for them all to turn this stuff off. They try as they might. But it's such a large volume of media that they're out there. I mean, you see it all the time. I mean, Phil and Aaron and all those guys, they must have thick skin by now because every single day you constantly see like the memes and the jokes and the stuff is like, holy man. Like, and then that's where it starts. For a lot of these guys, that's where it starts with something very simple, but then it magnifies. And the more attention they get, the more crap they keep doing, and the worse it starts to get. And then they just become 
these repulsive individuals that have nothing like go back and play your damn games. You know, at the end of the day, yep. I've said some crazy stuff. Boom. I know on my show sometimes too, uh, you know, gaming after dark, we know is a little bit more, um, adult in nature, uh, you know, but again, there's people know the difference between the stuff that I say is, is, is not directed directly at anybody. No, no, it's, it, it, it's, it's for fun and games, dude. It, it's done with you know, in jest. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. Is it is it always acceptable? Perhaps not, but I guess it depends on who's viewing and and how they how they perceive it, right? Uh, but at the same time, anybody who knows me well uh, knows what I do, knows it's it, it, you know it's it's just it's part of the it's part of that what makes that podcast kind of unique. But at the same time, it's like I would I never said anything like that to a dev. No, never said any not. stuff like nope. that. And people nobody should. Like I said, at the end of the day, I'll leave it at that. It's disgusting. It's uncalled for. This stuff needs to stop. So take it in heart. And if you see people out there that you know in the gaming community, shut them down. Yeah, At least talk to them. Talk to them behind the scenes. Don't make it public at first. I always say never make something public first. Go to them directly and just tell them, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're saying? Do you realize how bad this could look not only on you but on everybody you're associated with? Just reel them in. Give them a chance to – because sometimes they don't they don't know. They, they're, they're just naive or stupid or whatever. And, uh, and it's not until you kind of, you know, you give them the little slap on the wrist and they go, you know what? Yeah, man, this, I, I got to change Newf, my shit. You're, you're 100% right. I've been on a podcast here and there, not going to say names, but like then I've been reached out to PR people going, Hey, do you know what show you were just on? I'm like, I think I just found out, <laughs> you know, it, it's like, it's like, yeah. Like sometimes you, you'll, yeah. Like sometimes you need that person, like tap you on the shoulder go yo what's up do you know this do you know that or did you know that this could have been you know taken or misconstrued or whatever and you're just mm-hmm. like oh thank you and you get educated it's not like a personal attack it's just like Preach. you having the opportunity to learn a little bit more yeah mm-hmm. yep absolutely let's get crispy bomb who's been uh, chomping at the bit to get in here crispy what are your thoughts on this? I mean, again, no, I, I, I certainly don't think a game delay should warrant any kind of threat of physical violence. Uh, but this was, I thought, was taken over the top. And like I said, I could have read a dozen more, and I just didn't want to because there's only so much uh, disgust I can take in one sitting. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts on this? Uh, are you on in the same uh, you know mindset as everyone else? That is the first time hearing that. And I'm going to tell you, People that go on Twitter, the, the Twitter lovers, the, the the twits, as I like to call them, they don't play no games, but they're on Twitter all the damn time. The thumb warriors. You know, do you do you think do you think to yourself, I'm going on Twitter today. My plastic box didn't rub my back. I'm gonna take it out on somebody. You know what? I'll tell you something. Oh Lord. I'll tell you something. Why don't you why don't you come into my DMs and I'll roll out the red carpet for you? Let's see how you do with me, man. I'll tell you right now, that's some bullshit. You know, you got a mother or a grandmother. Why don't you show her that tweet? How about yeah. that? Yeah. Great uh, point. You got somebody that, that passed away that you love. How do you think they're doing right now? I think they're rolling in their grave. Uh, you deserve, you deserve whatever you get. The cops come knocking at your door, you damn well deserve it. And maybe next time you'll think about the stupid crap you're going to put on Twitter. Because that woman does not deserve that. I have followed a lot a long time. She is a very cheeky individual. She has a lot of fun with her chats. I have watched her many times. But that is a way across the line. That is it. Dude, it is video games. They are supposed to be fun, people. 
If you got all this time in the world to be on Twitter, why don't you shut it down for a little while? You need to go and think in the corner because you got a problem. Maybe you go need to talk to a psychiatrist. I don't know. Yeah, because that that's that is disgusting, and you are a ridiculous person. And all those words you said are pretty bad, dude. If you if you're listening right now, you probably just got yourself in trouble. If she wants to do that, yeah, I agree. I mean, listen, I I, I don't think anyone has put it more precise uh, than 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 this panel. This was a great uh, again. We are talking video games. We are supposed to come and have fun, but at the same time, when serious things like this happen, um, I feel it's almost uh, it's almost necessary to make it a topic and a, uh, and and more so a topic of conversation, so people in this community can understand that maybe if you're thinking of writing these kind of heinous things simply because your favorite box's game got delayed for I don't know a, a good reason of maybe the pandemic that has basically destroyed the world the last eighteen uh, eighteen months i don't know where you've been uh and i'm not again not surprised by this but I'm, I'm happy that we talked about it before we move on to the next topic i want to catch up on some of the super chats we have j dub is a shill drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says these psychotic playstation fans need to stop with the overreaction yes Sony lied. Let's move on. You have the PS crazy sending some disgusting messages like this one sent to Alana Pierce. It's just gaming. Indeed. Uh, a good friend of the show, Fastback OGNLG podcast. He drops a very generous $5 super chat. Says, good morning, Boomstick. Great looking panel here with Mr. Badbit, Noof Nukem, BitCloud Gaming, and Crispy Bomb. E3, soon exciting times for gamers. Indeed, Christmas is almost upon us, folks. And we have one more that came in from from, let me find it. Oh, a couple more came in. Uh, Dan Lazaro. Hey, Dan. Thanks for being here, dude. He drops a very generous uh, $5 super chat and says, PlayStation has the crazy people in the community. They have constantly said the worst things and should be considered a danger to everyone. It's cult behavior. Um, he drops a second one for $2 and says, the attack. Uh, oh, yes. I didn't even talk about this. Did you guys? Thank you for bringing this up, Dan. I didn't want, I don't know why I didn't. Paris Lilly, a mm -hmm. friend of the community, got attacked on social media for showing that he was sitting down to dinner with Aaron Greenberg and Phil Spencer. Because, and I think it was Aaron that tweeted it Hey, we're back to life. We're meeting with friends again. And Paris got it over the head. Folks, are we serious? Again, I don't want to take the rest of the show on the hate because then we then they're winning, right? They they are winning then, and I don't want to do that. Uh -huh. But yes, that actually did happen. We, we I may talk about that on Tuesday's Xbox Factor because it is something I want to address. Paris Lily, who, who I've been talking to, is going to be a guest on this show at some point. Our schedules just have not been. I mean, the guy is busy as all hell. I mean, he's he's a very popular dude, and he's obviously a part of kind of funny, and he has his family and his own stuff that he's doing. We will eventually, you know, figure it out, and I would love to work with him. Uh, again, we've been talking behind the scenes. My, my goal is to get him and Danny on from uh, Gamertag Radio. I've been a fan of them for a while, so I'm working on that as uh, as we speak. Um, but a gamer by choice uh, drops a very generous five dollar uh, super chat and says, "We need more people to uh, uh, people control in the world. Oh, people control in the world." Yeah, I, I, I see your point. Uh, Drawn TJ, wow, he just a generous ten dollars super chat and says, "Love you, boom, and the panel. Best mornings ever." Um, it's nice having a laugh at work. Could you guys give me advice on help starting my own podcast? Yeah, dude, listen, hit me. 
DM me. If I'm not following you, just send a message. I'll see it. We will talk. I will help you in any way possible. My DMs are all open, and I'm always willing to not only help you and give you the information, but once you launch your podcast, we will have you on the show to help promote it. And that's what I do on this channel. But I want to move on to topic number two. And I can't believe we're only at real well, really topic three, but an hour in, I got I got to talk about this stuff. Listen, we have thanks to our very good friend and friend of this community, Benji sales of Twitter fame. He put up the E3 schedules and we now know who is going to be there and when they are going. And I want to go over the list and get everyone's opinion on who and what they're most excited about, which of the first party or third party teams are you most excited for? And it's going to start now again. I don't have Jeff Keeley stuff in front of me. He is starting on the 10th. Um, I don't know if I'm going to cover it. I'm going to, you know, again, there's only so much time in a day. I still got to, you know, do stuff around the house and take care of my wife. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have at least seven live shows in about five days. That's a, that's a, that's a confirmed fact. I will put out my schedule as soon as I know everything I'm doing, but here is the schedules for E3 on when the big companies are going. And Saturday, June 12th, is going to be both Ubisoft and Gearbox. And we're hearing that Ubisoft is going to have something very, very special for the community. I don't know what Gearbox is going to do. I'm not expecting too much from them, but Ubisoft, I certainly am. And of course, Sunday, June 13th, where this show is going to have a live panel, a watch party, if you will, We'll be watching the Microsoft Bethesda conference live, and then we're going to do a half hour before and potentially a half hour after to you know talk about what happened. There are really a lot of stuff going on Sunday, June 13th. You got the Microsoft and Bethesda conference that I just mentioned. Square Enix uh, is going to be uh, there, and supposedly, folks, there is rumors, and it's more than rumors because it's coming directly from Square Enix, uh, that there could be a showing of the new Tomb Raider, uh, from um, which I'm very excited about. There's going also going to be the PC game show as well as WB Games. Monday, June 14th, is going to be Take-Two and Capcom. Tuesday, June 15th, is going to be Nintendo and Bandai Namco. Uh, I'll start with um, uh, Noof on this. Noof, we have the schedule. We know that everyone is going to be showing their wares. Out of all the companies, which is jumping off the page for you, and what are you most excited to see? Well, for me, simply put, it's just one game that gets me uh, all up in arms, and I'm super excited for Halo Infinite. I know we've seen a bit already, but I can't wait to see the progress. I mean, it's it's still my most anticipated game of the year. I mean, why not? It's Halo. If you're an Xbox guy, I think uh, yeah, I think it has to definitely be right up there. But, you know, you mentioned Square Enix, and obviously if a new Tomb Raider is coming to fruition, I'm going to be giddy as a schoolgirl, yeah, <laughs> uh, because uh, I love Raider. If anybody has been listening to me over the past few years, uh, my favorite game so far of the decade generation pretty much has been uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. It is hands down uh, one of the best games I think I've ever played, and it doesn't get enough love. Uh, so I can't wait to see you know, what they bring to that franchise if and when. I mean, I mean, Tomb Raider's too large of a franchise, I think, and too well of a name to kind of be uh, to, to not get another sequel. And I think, um, you know, Square Enix Montreal there um, they did, or EDOS Montreal, sorry, uh, they, they did an amazing job with, um, 
you know, the, the, what do you call it? The not rise of the tomb Raider. What was the other one? Uh, shadow of the tomb Raider. I, I thought they knocked it out of the park. Was it quite as good as perhaps its predecessor? Um, maybe not, but it was definitely up there. It was definitely the best looking, uh, of the series in my opinion. Uh, so I'm excited for what they'll bring. There's, there's just so much to get excited for. Honestly, the, the one company I am not overly excited for, I'm probably going to take heat on it is anything that Ubisoft shows at this okay. point. Okay. I mean, listen, that's, that's okay. Uh, just because their last few games really haven't resonated with me the way they've resonated with the community, I'm starting to see this this copy and paste style formula in a lot of the games, which is actually turning me off. Like I just wish more companies would um, go back to just making a game that isn't just open world, fetch this, fetch that, get something else, 40, 50, 60 hours in. I, I, I just want bigger. I want... I want games that are shorter, but just better. Like 20 hour games, man, are great with me. Just, just keep the narrative strong and fast. And, 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 uh, with my limited time to play these things, I don't need a lot of, a lot of stuff to, 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 you know, and the problem with a lot of the games the side quests and stuff is, it's just that you almost need to do a lot of them to level up your character because everything is based around experience points and the kind of weapons that you have. It really determines the kind of success that you often have throughout the game. And that in itself is part of the problem because you almost forced to do a lot of it because you can't progress very well if you don't. But uh, I'm, and don't get me wrong. There's still stuff I'm excited. I mean, if Ubisoft came out and they dropped a splinter cell, I mean, my socks would be flying off. I mean, but <laughs> is it going to happen? I Probably not. At this point, I, I'm not even getting excited anymore because it seems like every time we, we build up that, hey, I think splinter cell might come, we never hear that you know, I, I want to hear that those goggles. Come. That's all you need to do is get the Splinter Cell people excited. Is just just show up the three lights and hear that. You know, and then all of a sudden we're ready to go, man. So it's gonna say it's gonna be a great show. I'm gonna tell you what to tune in and catch it all, guys. It's a great time to be a gamer. You want to? Yes, he's got the he's got the sound effect. I love it. It's great. That's the sound effect that happens when I put my underwear on in the morning. If you make sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, make sure great. you come out here and you watch the show boom i don't let you guys take it over this is a great panel fantastic show i haven't been here in forever but i've always been listening great stuff guys have a great e3 everybody it's gonna be awesome well thank you noof and of course thank you arnold for being here uh your check of 50 cents is in the mail hopefully you won't have it bounced this time or uh and, and you know we'll get you back on but yeah i i agree with you uh you know i mean listen i'm a big ubisoft fan i love i love everything that they do and you know for, for a lot of the reasons that i like the 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 hunting and the looking for things and you know what i mean listen to each is everyone's own but i agree with you i think that if the, if the biggest you know, besides some of the bigger titles that we're expecting at E3, all of us, and I've been saying this, I think, my God, I think I've been saying this since 2017. This is going to be the E3 that we get a new Splinter Cell. And I've been wrong ever since. It's 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 gross. In the um, words but, of Hawkeye. Don't give, <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the words of Hawkeye. Don't, don't give me don't hope. Don't give me hope. Crispy Bomb, let's get your opinion on this. There, There's going to be a lot going on for the seven days of E3. Which of the studios are you most excited for to see bring their wares i gotta say bethesda uh they've they've uh kind of hiccuped they they've had a lot of things that they didn't want happen i think they made games to try to you know keep that revenue flow going and now with the backing of uh, microsoft i think we're gonna see uh the old bethesda come back and i think it's gonna start with starfield i really want to see this game i want to see what it is you know, through and through, I want to see some gameplay. I mean, it, you know, you put that graphic up and you got Halo Infinite and Starfield there. 
I mean, if if we get you know 15 minutes of each, uh, I, I'm a giddy person. Uh, it's definitely this year feels a little different, you know. And I, I hope Xbox really uh, really delivers with those two titles and then adds a few more uh, little tidbits in there, as we like to call them. Um, you know, Ubisoft. I mean, it's hit or miss. You know, I, I'm a very big Division fan, but you know, a lot of their I haven't played Assassin's Creed in so long. I feel like it's it's you know kind of just worn on me. I, I've played so many of them, but you know, I, I look at you know what's Nintendo up to. You know what I mean? Um, it's been a while. I mean, there like I said before, there is a Switch in the house. Nobody's using it. Give me a reason to use it. You know, so. It's going to be an interesting year, and then you have you know summer's game fest kind of going in the same same realm, you know, starting before and ending later. Like, there's a lot going on in this month, so there's a lot to cover, and uh, you know, I just I can't wait to you know see what everybody's going to bring out, and you know, hopefully we start to feel like you know a normalcy again, and and then it brings back the real E3, and you know, we can all meet up and and have a few drinks and enjoy the show as we like to say so i'm just i'm really excited and and like i said starfield is probably the biggest one that you know i really i gotta see what they're doing over there yeah no i mean listen i'm right there with you and i think we're gonna get we're gonna get it in a big way for sure uh let me get um let me get mr Badbit on this i mean obviously we know that you're excited for the sony show which we're going to talk we're going to segue into what potentially mm-hmm. leaked from the sony show but of the shows i mentioned which of those third-party um uh, uh studios are you excited to see bring their wares to e3 2021 i'll actually be the counter to noof i like to get ubisoft i think they've the um you know in one hand you know what you're gonna get from them when it comes to open world games but they also take some big risks every now and again, right? Like, whenever there's a new platform, there's an Ubisoft uh, title there to support that that thing. Um, they're ambitious in that regard. And so when I take a look at, like, what they're going to show, hopefully more Far Cry 6, because I really liked what I saw there. Um, and then I'm really interested. They said it's going to be the world premiere of uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine which probably name's going to be changed to Parasite because I actually really like that name better. Um, but yeah, like I I really want to see what a PvE version of Rainbow Six Siege would look like. Um, and now that I'm not good at Siege anymore, I really want to know what that looks like so I could play some computers and whatnot, or AI rather. Um, and then see what other surprises that they have in store. I definitely think that Ubisoft's probably made the best Mario game, uh, like, you know, outside of Nintendo. Um, so, like, you know, Rabbit, uh, Mario Kingdom Battle, or, or, yeah, Kingdom Battle, was such a fantastic game. And I think it was such a big surprise for Ubisoft and such a big surprise for Nintendo as well that I think they're going to keep that partnership alive with whatever they're working on sequel wise uh that's a game that i'll definitely turn on my switch for for sure so um yeah i'm really uh, i'm i i think i'm more excited for ubisoft the most as well because i think we know the most out of ubisoft um and and that's that's what i that's what i like i i i know i know where my hype is for all these games that they're that they're uh gonna be showing off so there you go give me more far cry 6 i really really liked Danny as a uh, as a protagonist, I thought she was great. I love what they're doing there, with like uh, you know the, and maybe it's because I've been playing Mass Effect, but like the Mass Effect like 
you know, conversations that your protagonist is having with uh, other other folks in the, in that world. So I'm 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 interested for Ubisoft. Yeah, me too. A Far Cry Six. I I love the Far Cry series, dude. I I always try to get one thousand out of one thousand achievements in those games. I love them. I, I I love everything. Even climbing the towers never bothers me. It gives me something to do. Um, real quick, Robert Jones, generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding twenty five dollars super chat and says, "Keep up the good work. Help pass the time. Help uh uh, t- uh help." time pass at work well listen dude i'm glad that you are uh you know that you're enjoying the show and thank you for the generosity as always my brother definitely appreciate that robert we had another one come in from davikin 89 he drops an outstanding two dollars of chat and says where does square's new game is guardians of the galaxy you know what i hope not because after avengers no thank you um, <laughs> I hope they I th- learned from Avengers. I really I don't know if they it. would. I think Avengers was supposed know. to be a great game. It was something I was very much looking forward to. And then they came out and man, man. And now they're now they're pulling at the heartstrings with Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even listen, I don't think Spider Man, Black Panther, uh, the Blue Thunder couldn't save uh, uh yep. you know uh, Avengers at this point. It's 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 a terrible game. It, it's an it's a terrible, terrible game that does not um appreciate the player's time uh, as jim ryan you that, luke you hear that luke oh. yeah I, luke loves it right now he's loving it well g- good he on luke like, no 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 not good on him remember when i said we need to be better to people i oh, lord. everyone but <laughs> luke lord he sucks and we we're not good co- we're not co-signing this luke we're not co-signing this. <laughs> yeah well yeah, I mean, there you go music was off for- yeah, yeah, that's okay. Well, listen, you know, obviously, um, listen, it, it to me, it just wasn't a good game. I, I really wanted to, that game to win, and it just was not a good game. Uh, did not, did not appreciate my time. But uh, Drawn TJ drops an additional super chat of five thousand. Oh, says I would yeah. love to promote you and your podcast. Boom, is that okay? Yeah, absolutely, brother. Anytime you can do that, that would be tremendously appreciated. I tried to do as much as that kind of work for many people in the community, and it's really cool when others do it for you. Big shout out to Dan the Man Cunningham. Thanks for being here, brother Dan. Didn't get a chance to say hello yet. Um, I'm going to get to everyone that is here, but let, let's get um. Who did I get so far? Uh, we got uh, okay, Big Cloud for you. I mean, listen, we're going to get into the Sony leak and yeah. what's potentially coming. But of these other shows, Big Cloud, what has your interest peaked? What is one of those events you can be? Like, I have to sit and watch this live. All right, so man, it's, you know, it's a toss up with a lot of these. Like Ubisoft, I agree with that, but you kind of already know what you're going to get for the most part. They're always kind of consistent with it. It's always the same thing. Hopefully there's a surprise there. Gearbox, I can't really say much about, even though we have some listeners over there <laughs> at Gearbox. Shout to Gearbox. Um, for me personally, though, the one I would say to look out for, it probably be Nintendo. Honestly, Nintendo's got the the Switch Pro. Everybody's been looking forward to. I think that you're right on that. I think you're. I yeah. think you're right on with that, dude. Yeah, because third parties want more of a, you know want a more beefier system, and this thing has been talked about for quite some time. The leaks have been consistent, so I can see it being showcased here. But in terms of like the other shows, like um, to look out for, I'll say definitely Nintendo. Definitely check out WB Games. See what's up with uh, what's going on there, because maybe we'll get the Suicide Squad info or something like that. For yep. It. 
And um, with Sony trying to get into Evo, or, or I'm sorry, with Sony buying Evo, I ain't going to lie, guys. It'll be interesting to see what's going on with Capcom, especially Street Fighter. Yes. With this situation, that's another big deal. So, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see as 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 much as you and I love a great uh Resident Evil announcement, Resident Evil 8 is still relevant and and prevalent in everyone's uh, opinion. So I, I don't need any more resident at this point. I would love to see them return to the uh uh you know uh, the squared circle, if you will, oh, with yeah. a, a new um uh, street fight. Well, no, we, we definitely want well, we definitely <laughs> want a new dino crisis, but I really want to see them come back strong. With uh, I, and listen, folks, Street Fighter Five, the worst selling in the in the in the, in the series. If you didn't yeah. know, um, the exclusivity hurt it for sure. But you know what else hurt it? The horrible way it launched. It was a broken game that I paid full price. I still have my 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 uh, uh, Ryu uh, statue standing right here that I got with the Collector's Edition. Um, yeah, well, I mean, listen, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get you get clobbered. Uh, but the game is gorgeous now. Runs really well. They're constantly doing ah, updates yeah. for it. So, but I, I, it's good though. They take the feedback and really yes. uh, update it. The thing is though, um, the only thing I, I'm worried about with Capcom is the horror aspects for their future games because where they toned it down supposedly in RE uh, Village. Yes. So what is what's that's the message for going forward? Is that how we're going to be doing things? You know, from this point forward because. You already know, boom! Dino Crisis scared the hell out of you. It did. It made you. It made you afraid to turn the corner. One hundred percent. That game yeah. scared the hell out of you. So they do do a remake. Is that game going to get toned down? I hope not. Of, you know, that's the fear. That's really the fear. You know, and I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. And also too, because a lot of people want VR support, and we know for a fact, you know, again with Sony's, um, you know, show. Whatever they're gonna, whatever it's gonna happen, supposedly gonna happen at the end of this month, right? That's the big thing. Um, VR supposedly is going to be shown. Is Capcom working with Sony to give you a VR update for Village? So now, mm, stuff, yeah, think about yeah. I mean, listen, it, it's, it's something they can certainly use uh, E3 to make an announcement for. Uh, I don't know if uh, how close we are to ever getting a Dino Crisis. I don't know when we're ever going to get a reboot of Animusha. It almost seems like those are two franchises that are just uh, primed to take advantage of next-gen hardware and really bring back two um, absolutely monster Capcom classics. Uh, I mean, at this point, uh, one of the games... Uh, Power Stone is another one I'd love to see come back. Hell, at this point, I would just take a remaster of Power Stone One and Two from the Dreamcast. Those are other ones that I'm hoping. I'm hoping Capcom surprises us. I don't want them. I don't. I don't want them to go by the numbers. Uh, but I do want to move on to the next uh, topic, uh, and this one is, uh, is is something that you know you see in the uh, thumbnail. Um, according to uh, a poster on, uh, on on Reddit, the PlayStation Experience has been leaked now we know that sony is not going to be a part of e3 because they're doing their own thing like they have done in past years and i'm going to read verbatim what was posted and again folks you got to take this with a grain of salt so sony themselves have not commented on this i don't know how legit this is but you know what we're going to ponder if this is uh, uh something that that we could look forward to and this is exactly what the post says according to an email sent to one of the event attendees sony 
is planning a new big event for the end of June dedicated to the titles coming out soon and beyond, and in parentheses between 2021 and 2022 on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PlayStation VR, and this event is supposed to kick off June 28th. 2021 and among the event attendees that will be showing off games there will also be guerrilla games sony santa monica capcom square enix ubisoft ea and others and it closes out with this some of the focus of the event will be launch date of horizon forbidden west and they're saying here in parentheses that that game launches on November 30th, 2021, the new remake project by Square Enix plus Bluepoint Games and their first look at P PlayStation VR 2.0. Joe, I got to go I got to go to you because you are you know you keep your ear. How mm -hmm. true do you think this is? I mean, it sounds very Sony like in my opinion. It seems like it would be a very solid show. It would show off, you know, PlayStation VR 2, which we're all waiting to see what the unit looks like. We know what the controllers look like, and we know that you and I are very excited for that. Uh, November 30th for Horizon seems right. To me, I, again, I don't know if we're going to get it this year. I hope that we do. But what are your mm -hmm. thoughts on this supposed leak? No, probably not true. <laughs> it's actually the 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 release date for for Horizons the thing that gives it away for me, uh, because it seems like with the PS5 um, releases, their releases are typically on Fridays. Returnal mm, and okay. um, and Ratchet are both Friday releases, so it actually releasing on a Tuesday would actually be a little weird and uncharacteristic. Of the move, uh, also showing PSVR two. I'm still unsure about maybe you get a here's the headset and then that's it but i don't think we're spending a lot of time on psvr2 i think we're going to be spending a hell of a lot of time on ps5 because that is that yep. is the hardware that they're very interested in, uh, on selling so that's what i think right off the bat um i i take that with a a, a pinch of salt like we all should right so um what I what I do I I do think is you know some things are expected like I do expect at least a release window for Horizon. It seems like um, because you know after Herman's thing of like we're on track and and also something I do want to mention I really did like that for the first time PlayStation was transparent with us. Um, Herman needs to be the one that talks. Jim Ryan should not be uh, and I said this out of my podcast. And I'll say it here again. Jim Ryan can't be the guy that talks. Jim Ryan, you can push all the paper. You can crunch all the numbers. Seems like the ship isn't sinking under your watch. Good. But every time that guy talks, there's a retraction. There's a clarification. Herman needs to be the guy. And I think we trust that he's the guy because yeah. he is a developer. He, yes. he he has worked on these projects. He we, underst we, we understand that there's some knowledge when it comes to when this guy speaks, when it comes to game releases, that, that we understand, at least we see. Full right. Fun. That's yeah, why I, I saw him as the Andrew House, because he's fluent in multiple languages as well. That's exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. So, like, yeah, uh, Herman needs to be the guy that talks. And, and, and with that, I you know, for the first time, Sony was transparent with us and let's be honest they did bs us on a lot of things and i think um and straight up lie we go he lied which all companies do but neither here nor there um so i think horizon is slated to come out 
in November if everything goes well. Because from what I've understood is that Horizon was originally supposed to be a PS4 game. Then they got the PS5 tech. Then they worked on the PS5 version. Um, so the mocap has, for the most part, been done on this game for years now. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they're slated for, but I think the most important thing is they're going to wait because they want to know when Halo comes out. And they want to know when Legend of Zelda comes out because they want a week where it's people are celebrating that game and not talking about anything else. So if Zelda is coming out in like November 30th, let's just say, um, you're not going to see Horizon that year. You're Yo, that's true. That's that like the fear if uh, if it launched on the same day. Yeah, yeah. You know. Because they they want look. I truly believe Horizon's aged better than Breath of the Wild. Uh, I I think Breath of the Wild is a great game. I think it's done a lot for this industry for sure. It's just for me. Uh, Nintendo fans are a different plus. breed, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. the thing. That's that's the weird part. So, so yeah, I think they just want their own week to kind of celebrate their thing. It's not necessarily that Halo or Zelda are their direct competition, more so Zelda, but if they just want a week that that game gets talked about. I think we're going to see a lot of partnerships as well. Same with what the Xbox event's going to be. It's going to yep. be a lot of partnerships and a lot of IP stuff. So I'm thinking here we finally get the CETA, the the Silent Hill game that's made by Bluebird Team. I think we're going to see the Blue Point remake from for you know Metal Gear Solid. I think we're going to see uh whatever Square's working on in terms of um that Final Fantasy Origins game that's got me it's got me pretty excited. Like I'm like you give me a you, you sold me on it's Jedi Fallen Order but in the Final Fantasy universe. I I'm 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 in on that. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I think we're going to see from this event. I'm I'm pretty level-headed with my like expectations of like if we don't see that, I'm gonna be completely fine. If we do see that, I'll be excited um, because I understand. I think what I've been trying to say on all the shows is like th- this this global panorama that we're in. Remember, we're still in it, and games that have been close to launch or 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 have had you know depending on the development cycle or where they're located um or have had a harder time than others so i think a lot of these like like i'm i'm always trying to set expectations i think e3 is going to be a lot smaller this year i think you've been saying that for a couple of weeks now you you you, lowered your expectations really i'm at the the ground ground. floor yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so like when it comes to when it comes to the microsoft conference i'm like the only thing i'm expecting to see is halo and starfield and I'm like, and I will be happy. I Breach. Will be <laughs> I'm not I even going be... into that with a lot of stuff. Yeah, here. <laughs> exactly. Like for Ubisoft, like I just want to see Far Cry. Like that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And and I actually, for the first time, I think in a very long time, I think I'm not going to be like disappointed by E3 or not let down if I didn't hear anything because there has to be an understanding that like there have been larger things at play here that have gotten in the way of of this thing and it's just out of your control you know so yeah that's what i kind of think i think this event is going to be like 40 to 50 minutes similar to that of like the xbox first half conference and we're just gonna see a lot of partnerships from them and also i think we're going to see a roadmap to the imminent the near future mid future and the beyond so you're gonna see kina uh, because that's an August re- release. You're going to see more of that gameplay of that. You can probably see Horizon. They're going to tell you a bit more about that, give you the launch window. Then they'll probably show you God of War and GT7, and they'll probably then show you the big one last thing, and let's maybe hope it's Resistance. That's it. That's all I got. 
Cool. I mean, listen, great stuff as always. Big Cloud, let's get to you, brother. Um, what are your uh, thoughts on this, you know, rumored leak, if you will? Is there something legit here? Do I mean, Sony is going to do a show. It's not going to be a two-hour show. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I think I, I'm right there with... Um, with um, Mr. Bad Bit, I think it's going to be about a 45, 50 minute show. Yeah. I think we're going to get some more Horizon. Do you think that they give us finally a release date? And obviously, with all of the games coming out in the fall, where do you put that game? Yeah, that's the thing, too. I, I kind of already figured that was going to be the case for Horizon. Like, we get a small little teaser, and then you get the official. That's kind of what Sony does. They give you bits and pieces of it, and then they'll give you the release date, like the last. So I do think that Horizon will again be shown, and you'll see the release date finally. As far as, like, what else could be shown, VR has been, like, on the horizon. That has been, like, the biggest thing that people have been waiting to see. Like, what, what's, what else, you, you know, when are we going to get that? Because they stealth leaked the, the controllers. If y'all remember on Twitter, you saw the controllers first. So it makes sense for you to see the headset, and then they'll probably announce, like, hey, guys, we got this many titles that will support VR, too, when it officially yeah. launches, you know, that type of thing. But as far as, like, um, like new games, new announcements, if I remember correctly, the leak also said it will focus on PS4 titles as well and PS5 yes. too. So maybe they'll talk about their third-party deals going around too because we know the Final Fantasy thing got extended on PS4. I think that's what's going on, the, the deal. And also um, whatever they got going on for PS5 in terms of the third-party um, aspect, like you know, deals they have worked on, that's probably what's going to go on too. But I can't really think of like anything massive being announced here. As you guys know, Ragnarok is again doing stuff that was coming this year. That's that's 2022. So I don't expect to see a trailer for Ragnarok. But who knows? They probably could show a gameplay, but I, I don't think that's they're even gonna entertain the idea. It's gonna be for next year. So yeah. Very interesting, dude. Uh Noof, let's get your opinion on this. Um, I mean, what, what are you expecting? Uh, obviously, we have two of our big Sony uh, channel um, uh, guys here, and uh, they don't think that this league is real. I didn't either, but it does sound very Sony-esque. What, what are you expecting from the Sony show? We know that they're doing their own thing, and I think that they have allotted a lot of confidence from the gaming community to kind of march to their own drum and not have to be a part of E3. Now, of course, I would love them to be a part of it so we don't have to wait to see what they're doing but how what do you what are your thoughts on this leak uh like the guy said it's it's probably not a legitimate leak they will do their own show it probably will come a little bit later on and i suppose the one thing that benefits is that when you're not sort of all in that same window of e3 is it allows you to kind of sit back and enjoy the shows a little bit more in a sense without the constant who's winning this e3 who's got the better show <laughs> you know you know you know because we everything gets caught up in more of the fanboy nonsense as opposed to just the fact that hey we are seeing some brand new games and that should be a win for everybody, like bottom line. You know, I guess my question always goes, would you rather see less but know that they're closer to coming out or would you rather see a lot more games and know that, God, they're five or six years away and you got to see these uh, uh, these trailers and these announcements and obviously more delays and delays and delays because that's becoming a frequent with the industry. Oh, this game is supposed to come out this year. Don't, now it slips to next year. Now we have a date, a, a day and date, and now that day and date slips again. As far as Horizon uh, Forbidden West, to be quite honest with you, yes, that's going to get a lot of attention because that's probably their flagship title heading into the end of the year. But here's the thing, though. It really depends on 
how that game comes along, how far it is out. I mean, it looked from what we saw, it looks fairly polished already, and it's probably close. But again, as uh, Babbitt said, you know, we're, we're still living in a pandemic. We don't know if and when all these studios are back to full capacity and what kind of scale they're operating at. And uh, Horizon, to be quite honest with you, depend knowing that it, if you know if they're aiming for that November launch date, it's going to come out in a very stacked month because you're going to have your typical Call of Duty, which normally comes out, I think, usually October or perhaps even the middle of November. You're going to have Halo that comes out right in the middle of November. Uh, a lot of these different things. And, um, you know, again, they might want this game to get a little bit more attention, a little more shine, and they may very well push it back. I could totally see Horizon Forbidding West falling to a February 2022 release. That's my honest opinion. Yeah, I'm I not agree. 100% convinced that it's coming out in 2021. Uh, with, with all of the manufacturing production problems, uh, they want to keep you interested. They want to keep you hanging on. They want to make sure that people don't go out and get rid of their PS5s. But... At the same time, and I think a lot of it's reactionary too. What they show largely depends on how hard Microsoft comes out on the 13th, what kind of games they're going to show off. And most importantly, the thing that we all cry for is some estimated release date times uh, because that's where you're going to try to ramp up your marketing. You're either going to try to, I mean, most people know you're going to try to come in the same window, but you're not going to go directly up against your competitor. You, you want to have your own moment to shine and those games get uh, announced. But uh, I mean, everything else kind of sounds legit, but um sony will have a great show uh, they're going to show off some cool stuff I, I i'm definitely and anything that has psvr 2 on it i'm all yep, over and i'm right with you because mm -hmm. i'm definitely I, i've been avoiding buying another psvr simply because the psvr 2 is coming and i think it's just as well to hold out at this point and get the the far superior model pretty sure it's going to be way more advanced than the current one so I'll, I'll see how that goes and yeah but i think they're gonna have a, a good show regardless uh it probably won't be like i said that long it might be more like a uh you know a 40 50 minute state of play mm -hmm. kind of a deal but if it'll be impressive it'll be small compact but those shows uh, heck if they can show one game right now and i'm happy because i love horizon and forbidden west looks unbelievable yeah, it absolutely does. I'm looking forward to seeing what Sony has. I, I, my, my only concern was that that right before E3, and I, I think we were talking about this last week, Joe, they showed off Horizon, a nice chunk of it. So I, I don't know, you know, what they have, what else they could show us. You know, God of War, obviously, they, they, I'm sure they could show something of God of War. Yeah, like again, not even like gameplay. I'm just saying we're gonna see just Kratos a trailer, like what's what they're yeah. known for. Yeah, just cinematic yeah. trailer. That uh, yeah, I, that that makes sense. You know what, crispy? Let's get your final opinion before we move on to the last topic of the show. Um, what what are what are you expecting from Sony? Uh, do you, are you in agreement with a, a smaller showing and keeping expectations low, considering they've already shown? more than they can of Ratchet & Clank that obviously releases on the 11th right before E3 kicks off and I think that was done, you know, again to Sony looking to, even though, even though they're not at E3, still taking some of the, the shine away from other, other you know, companies because of the prowess that is going to be Ratchet & Clank, but what are you expecting from this event? Again, rumored to be later in June. Um... It doesn't look quite right to me. Like, if anything, you know, a lot of marketing and second-party deals, maybe. Um, like, like you said, like, they've showed a lot of Horizon already. I mean, they could they could really do, like, kind of what they did with Ghost of Tsushima and kind of go into it more, um, you know, 
God of War, I mean, I, I would say like just to get people kind of because you know you kind of you already you know took the took the um we're moving it back you know you could throw a little cinematic in there i don't see why you know boy you know what i mean like you know do something but um the date i i don't know right before july 4th like i don't know if they would do that i think they would be afraid to kind of you know lose mind share because once you get into that weekend nobody think about video games yeah. you know what i mean I think lighting, off, lighting off fireworks and whatnot you know what i mean like <laughs> if if microsoft's at the 12th right um i could see them doing it yeah like somewhere in the 20s like like the 20th to the 26th or 7th um if then if not that then the week after july 4th yeah, well, because I was looking at it, and Summer Games Fest, I think their last showing is uh, June 23rd, which is a Wednesday. Yeah. I I mean, it's possible, but I don't feel like, you know, uh, Sony would want to do anything, like, right after that. And they they actually have Xbox's show on the, the Summer yeah. Games Fest site. So, you know, I would expect that if Sony was going to do something within that window, they would definitely be on Summer Games Fest. So that, me personally, like, it's either you do it on the 28th on that monday so you have that at least the, the week for people to digest yeah. um but like i said going before fourth of july then everybody's like oh well we forgot about that you know what i mean <laughs> so then you got you could go you know mid to end of july or you know beginning of august so i mean we'll see and, you know I'm, I'm sure sony I, I could see them doing like a week after xbox that's why i'm saying like the 20th maybe makes a little sense um but like ooh, end of july that just seems that seems really far. Well, I'm just I'm wondering to deflate the sales of of everyone else. You know, they want all eyes on them. That's why. Well, I, I'm just wondering if if that were like if it were during the summer games fest window, why isn't it on there? You know what I mean? Just because it's Jeff Keighley. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if it no, wasn't it's somebody point. else. You know that if it was somebody else, I would say you know oh you know Sony would do that, but you know yeah. Jeff Keighley, they you know very good like, relationship with them. So. Yeah. Yeah, because so, like, I, and I and I agree with you. By the way, I'm 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 not saying any different. I, to me, like it can't be like it can't be mid July or or end of July or or anything like that because everybody's on vacation. So um, it's like I'm thinking in a PR marketing way. So like maybe mid like, but then it's like, well, then mid August, like nah, that's way too far. So like that's why I'm like, it has to be it has to be at the end of June. It can't be around. I I agree with you there. It cannot be around July fourth, uh, because everybody's out with their family barbecue and shit. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. it's a tough spot. It really is. It actually, is. it now really is. Like, it, you're you know? getting me to think here. I'm I'm all twisted about it. Well, I mean, listen. Whenever they're going to decide to do it, and obviously, we know Sony is has, is, is the master marketers, right? We, we we're not too much worried about what they're going to do. And more so about when they're going to do it. Uh, and uh, again, only only time is going to tell, to be honest with you. I, I'm, again, I, I'm expecting a smaller show packed with some stuff. I don't know how much of their first party is going to be there. A lot of their stuff is years out. I mean, we know two of them that are close. We know Horizon. We know, um, uh, and obviously now we know that God of War is in, in 2022. We don't know when. I'm expecting potentially around the anniversary of the of the the 2018 release, and I, I do think this is going to be a smaller uh, God of War question, rather than though, yes. No, no. The question is like, when the hell are we going to get info on that damn uh, Black Myth game, Wukong? 
That's a yeah. That's a yeah. that's another one. Yeah. Who who who's who, who's got the marketing rights to that? We know it's coming to all the consoles. That we yeah. do know. Um, unless of course Sony stepped in and dropped the bag, right? Um, one yep. of the things that we're hearing, and uh, I, I, I kind of I didn't have this in the show notes, but I kind of want to talk about it because we already mentioned um, Tomb Raider. Um, there is a, a hefty rumor, folks, that um, Gearbox. Um, I, I don't I don't know if there was if they're, if they're the publisher or not. Uh, apparently, was dropped off a big bag of money from Sony and Bioshock, whatever it's going to be called, is apparently going to be exclusive to the PlayStation Five potentially, folks, for two years. Very similar to what's been going on with Square Enix, and I know that uh, that that listen. Look, here's the thing. I, I, I'm going to buy it because I love Bioshock and I'm going to wind up buying it on a PlayStation 5 and I may never play it on the Xbox because unless the game is a masterpiece like the original, I won't want to run through it again. But I, I want to go with our guest. Hearing this new information that was just released regarding, and again, folks, this is a rumor. This is, this is a rumor. There's a lot of outlets talking about this. The next Bioshock being PlayStation 5 exclusive thanks to a big bank, a bag of money. Are you disappointed to hear that? No. Why would I be disappointed? Uh, I'll tell you why. Because I own both consoles. It doesn't matter where the game goes. I still get to play it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's always disappointing, I suppose, when you hear that word exclusive, especially from a third-party title that's wrapped up for a console. And I can get it how some gamers are mad. But, at this, you know, it's becoming par for the course in the industry. Um, you know, and, and we expect that Sony's going to toss money at various things. The next Bioshock would be huge. The first few games have got a massive following there. Um, a lot of people love them and can't wait for a new one in the series. And I, you know, for them, I think Bioshock is, would be right up there kind of with the, with the resident evil, uh, take for them in many senses, you know, they, they don't have exclusive the resident evil, but they promote it, right. They pay for that uh, marketing rights. And sometimes the marketing rights alone can be almost as important as exclusivity because it depends on, uh, who looks at your topic. So I definitely think it would be a big thing. Uh, if you're a multi-console owner, I guess it really doesn't matter. Like whether I play Bioshock on my PlayStation or play it on the Xbox, it's like I said, it's a B it's here and there to me, but I can definitely understand how it would rub feathers the wrong way, but it's, it's a cutthroat world we're in right now where both companies are trying to get, you know, the same dollar, but they're going about it in very different directions. I mean, we've seen that Microsoft is very game pass focused, and uh, by Sony basically securing more rights to exclusivity on titles, whether it be timed exclusivity, uh, it keeps those games away from Game Pass. That's the big thing. It keeps Microsoft from tossing money at them. And we know that the more games and the bigger the titles that go in Game Pass, the more people start looking at it and considering that an option. So that keeps all eyes focused on PlayStation and most importantly, going out and buying that shiny new PlayStation 5. Yeah, that's that's that man. There you go. Uh, it's 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 something that again, they're the masters of marketing. Uh, I'm gonna wind up buying it on the PlayStation 5 because I'm not gonna wait two years to play it the same way I didn't wait for Final Fantasy 7, even though I still got to beat that game. Um, the crispy bomb, let's get your opinion on this, brother. What, what, what are your thoughts on a big triple A exclusive? Uh, well, it's, it's a, t- a timed exclusive like Bioshock showing up on the PlayStation 5 uh, for what seems like it may be two years. It sounds like a title they would go after. Um, at this point, I'm sure uh, Sony's looking at more and more uh, timed exclusive deals because of 
what has happened with the Game Pass effect. Um, they want to, you know, kind of eliminate those MLB the shows and the Outriders that, you know, people even acted like the games were exclusive to Xbox in certain certain areas, which was uh, quite hilarious. Actually, I had to correct some people at times like, um, yeah, you can go buy that anywhere you want. <laughs> like, um, so I think I think Sony sees like how that is affecting the industry right now. And their their you know, their way to compete is is really going after uh, those timed exclusives because I don't feel they want to drop the big bag and, you know, say, so we're going to pay for all your sales that you could have got on Xbox. But at the same time, like for me, the games that have been timed exclusive or whatever aren't, aren't really games I'm into. Um, if any of them that, you know, I would definitely want to pick up and I can't because it's timed is uh ghostwire Tokyo and um, death loop. And, you know, I, it just, it's something you got to deal with. Um, it's not something I like, uh, but at the same time, it is what it is. I mean, I, I usually just play what's on Game Pass for the most part because there's constantly games coming out. So I just wait until, you know, Xbox gets it and probably says, okay, it goes on Game Pass. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen a lot more as these time. They're like, we want to get the mind share back for uh, our Xbox uh, community. Let's throw it on Game Pass. People will play it. So it's one of those things where it could be a, a, a lose now and a win later type thing. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Look, if if you again, this is this is. I know some people are going to be pissed on this, but you know we're also seeing not exclusive, but uh, you know uh, other th- uh, both companies are doing this. But uh, BitCloud, let's get your opinion on this. Do you see Bioshock becoming an exclusive for two years for Sony? I mean, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Again, twenty five exclusives, right? They said this twenty five exclusives are are uh, coming to PlayStation, half which new IPs. Why not? You know what I mean? Like it, they haven't even ruled out that they have they bought um, time exclusivity or exclusivity to something. So yeah, I'd say it. it's possible. Hear me? Oh, hold on, Let me turn this off. What was no, that? I hear you. I hear okay. you. Good. Yeah, we hear you fine. All right. Anything more you want to add? Or oh no 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 no! That was, no, that was make sure oh, <laughs> y'all hear me. <laughs> Everything went dead quiet. I was like, wait, wait, wait do, I, do I mic off? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're, you're, you're good. I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm, in, I'm enthralled with what you have to say. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, again, if you want to add anything else, that's 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 fine. A bit, no problem. Go ahead. Oh no, that's fine. That's, that's okay. pretty much. Uh, right. That's pretty much it. I don't. I don't really see much else to it. I mean, 25 exclusive games. Uh, we've already speculated numerous times of what a lot of these games could be. You know, uh, boom, you already know the one that starts with the R. <laughs> I've been mentioning yes. it for the longest mm-hmm. time. And uh, it's up in the air, man. You've heard Castlevania, Metal Gear Solid. Why not be Bioshock, you know, as like a um, third-party deal or something like that, even with the Final Fantasy thing. So it's possible. Yeah, yeah I mean, listen, uh, there. I mean, look, both companies are doing something that's, that we've seen Sony notoriously do. 
when we have to wait for their first party games, they understand that they want people to gravitate towards their systems. They want people to purchase their systems when they can find them. Um, mm -hmm. And the way that you do that is getting games exclusively um, on the platform. Now, Microsoft's way of doing things is exactly what Crispy Bomb alluded to, and that is using Xbox Game Pass to their advantage. Because if you remember, now listen, I understand that some games uh, that are multi-plat, um, uh, what, what was the game that came out that was like Destiny? Oh my God, it's, it's, it's that had, was erasing people's saves. Um, oh, Outriders. Outriders, yes. Now, Outriders, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time with it. I'm glad I didn't purchase it because, again, they had some problems. But that was a game that that was in the conversation because it was, a, you know, again, initially was a good game until the bug started happening. But it, because it was in Game Pass and it, and it was considered a AAA release, uh, that that really stole the headlines from I mean, no one you you didn't see anyone on the Sony side talking about Outriders, not because it wasn't good, because the, the story was that it was a third party, uh, big release into Game Pass, and right. I you know, but all these you know, both companies are doing this to get people to a buy a PlayStation Five or b join Xbox Game Pass, and they're doing it in very unique ways. Joe, for you, mm -hmm. are do you, do you see Bioshock? That I mean, that, and that's a big one. Bioshock, whatever it's going to be called, whether it's Bioshock Four or Bioshock Infinite Two, whatever they decide to call it, even if it's a reboot, that's a pretty big one. Do you, do, do you believe the rumor? Um, well, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know how big, like, for example, you know, Deathloop, Ghostwire, even to some extent of Starfield. Uh, like, when these games have either the marketing rights or, like, they're the they're these things that, that, that you know, the marketing's going to kind of, or, or sorry, not, you know, Starfield out of it. Um, or, like, a you know, a Bioshock where... These are games that are firsts in their series, kind of like with Mass Effect Andromeda. It's the first of its series, but like what, the fourth in its actual franchise. Uh, when you're going for soft reboots or whatever have you, it's it's a big risk. It's a big risk that you know you're throwing out there into the wind into into the consumer's hands. So the best way to mitigate that risk is to go for those mark those big marketing deals that's why you do see you know playstation scooping up the exclusives to Deathloop or ghostwire because beforehand you know we had even just on the show like a year ago talking about this these games are huge risks for bethesda their games didn't or, or, or for those studios their games prior didn't hit the way that bethesda wanted to, them to so that's why you see these games come out and have these exclusive deals because that's the way you help pay for the game establish the franchise and then once it's, it's established with a two or three attached that's when you can go out there and, and you know have non-exclusive marketing uh, deals made so when I see Bioshock the thing that I think of is not that it's exclusive to PlayStation but more so that it has something tremendous to achieve here uh, this is Bioshock Bioshock is a very particular thing, and with Kev Levine not attached, that's a to great this point. Game, yeah, speak on that for a second because I yeah. actually was going to mention it. It popped out of my head. That's right, Ken Levine is not is it a part to of this. this? Yes, which makes me sad because 
he was he I think he had a special way of putting politics in his games that actually helped resonate with the the audience uh in in major ways and touched on some really big themes that I don't know if another studio could kind of touch on you know or or, or do the same way so to me I I look at Kevin Levine going oh man with him not there maybe he's in a producer role who knows but like with him not there that does get me a little sad. This game has a lot more to prove now because its original voice is kind of gone. It's kind of like, you know, if Neil Druckmann didn't or wouldn't direct a Last of Us 2 or Last of Us 3 and it's like some other person, right? You kind of get a little nervous. So not to say it's not like impossible because like Uncharted 2 was Neil's when it was uh, Amy's prior and you know, Niels is my favorite of those games. So, like, right. to me, it's it's not like it's impossible, but it kind of does seem improbable because this is 2K, and um, I, I just don't have much faith in that publisher as much as I would anyone else. So, again, it, uh, I, you know, yeah, both, both people are doing it. I think ACG just on the Defining Duke, which I'm going to be listening, Cognito was on, um, you know, he he alluded to the fact that Microsoft's going to be dropping some so some bucks on exclusives as well. Yes, just Sony, I, I, so both, I agree with you. Good. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. And we're potentially be really interesting to see. Yeah, and we're potentially going to see that at E3. Supposedly, there's going to be a lot of third party, uh, and they said and, and they said that in their press release, expect a lot of uh, third party uh, publishers to uh, show off games there as well. And I think a lot of those, what you're talking about, what ACG had to say regarding the big bucks that they're dropping, they're kind of in the same um, um, situation with Sony. And again, I don't know if that's thanks to the panorama or not, but um, a lot of the games that both of the companies have coming out are years away. Like, we, you know, I'm, you're not going to hear me say, wait for E3. If I hear that, I'm going to be effing pissed. I don't want to hear that from anybody. But I also have to, you know, sit back and understand that the panorama has has really taken a chunk out of game. And that's that's thanks on you for now saying panorama because now it's stuck in my head, Joe. <laughs> hey, uh, shout out to Jose, part of my community. He, he uh, started it, and now like <laughs> he just does other words. He said, "Like thanks for the global, like you know, panda bear. This is what we got, or something like that." Like other, <laughs> you know, thanks to the global Panasonic. It's it's yeah, great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and it, it's definitely fun. But yeah, I, I think we're gonna see. Both of these companies do it. I'm not going to be pissed either way. I'm going to be honest with you because I'm going to. I support multiple platforms. I think everybody here does. So if one is on one, I'm just going to buy from there. I I will say that the only caveat to that is the seventy dollar price point with some of these games. If it's on Sony as opposed to if it's a big game and they make a deal with Microsoft, there's a chance that it might be in Game Pass. And you know, money's tight for a lot of people. Still, it's not growing on trees anymore. Those trees are dead. Uh, unfortunately, and uh, I don't think they're coming back. But listen, folks, we we had an incredible show. We had five freaking topics with a loaded panel, and I can't thank everybody enough. Real quick, let me just thank Dan the Man Cunningham with the outstanding generosity with a five dollars hoop chances. Thanks for the shout out, boom, appreciate it. Microsoft needs to drop the hammer next week. No more bullshit. And I said it. That's right. I hear it. I curse. Damn it. Um, and I absolutely agree. I they they have to. It has to be balls to the wall. Um, you know, when you when you when you consider what is going to be a 90 minute show confirmed, 
uh, that's going to consist of everything from Bethesda and everything from Microsoft. I, I, I listen. The last thing I want to hear out of Phil's mouth, and I love the man. I don't know him. I've never met him. Hopefully, that will change one day. Is we decided to pull X Games because you know from the show, uh, and the way that he says it is, well, these are games we're really excited about. But we pulled them, and we'll show you at another time. Don't don't even tell us that. I, I think that telling us mm. that it, it ignites me in a way that is not good. Um, I I don't want to be on fire because you told me you pulled something I was expecting. Just do your yeah. show, bring yeah. it, show us gameplay, get the fans excited, yeah. and do the one thing that Sony does really good: sell me hope. And you don't have to sell me hard. You have to show me gameplay on a particular game, and I'm all in, and it's and it's an 8.5 out yeah. of 10 before I even see anything else. But listen, let's get to the outros, folks. Uh, I want to thank the near 400 people we had here today. I think we had over 400, as a matter of fact. I think we had closer to 450, which is pretty dope, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. on a morning show. Newf, we'll start with you. I want you to talk about not only your Tuesday evening show, but your Sunday morning show, which I think is fantastic. And also, where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, I agree, Boom. It's definitely pooper get off the pot time for Microsoft. There you go. Yeah, That's what I'm gotta, talking they, about. They got to come hard. No, no more. No more of the way down the road empty promises. They got. They got to come hard at this point, and they gotta. They gotta really, you know, make us feel like we we already know it is, but we need to feel now like buying that Series X or the Series S was a worthwhile investment, and uh, and then start backing it up, right? Because you can't rely on third party companies to carry you through forever. Uh, you got you got to bring your own stuff, and when you're you know touting, we got twenty three studios. Uh, you got to see something, you know what I mean? Like I, I made this and uh, not to end the outro, but when I said this the other week and I think you acknowledged it, insomniac games, when they've brought out how I many did. games in the last five or six years, a top tier studio, yep. I don't care what you want to call Spider-Man, but they've had sunset three overdrive, <laughs> sunset overdrive, ratchet and clank, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, miles Morales. And, and, you know, and now the new ratchet and clank all within that window. And then you're looking around and going, so what's everybody else's excuse, right? So, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah, you guys can find me just about everywhere, guys. It's Snoop Nukem on Xbox, Snoop Nukem 76 on PlayStation Network. And uh, yes, I'm glad you brought up my new show. I'm having a dynamite time with that Sunday mornings at 9 Eastern, which is 7 Mountain Time on my YouTube channel. It is called Good Morning Xbox. Yes, we can and will talk about multiple topics on the show but we are mostly primarily focused about the positive side of things happening with xbox and the platform and uh big things to come for the show very diverse eclectic panel uh we're just having a great time and glad that the support for this so far and the the great vibes and feedback have been just uh it makes you feel like you're doing the right thing and 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 stuff and again it's it's a family friendly kind of show so quite a departure from the gaming after dark uh stuff which is not necessarily a bad thing uh but obviously, you know, I want to reach out to more people and, and uh, gaming after dark brings a very select clientele. So uh, come out to this one and and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. And I think you're going to have Scrub Nurse on one of your shows. Am I correct? Yes. Matter of fact, Scrub Nurse is going to be joining us Monday night at the new, uh, the, the, the I guess, the rebirth of primetime gaming. We're moving from 8 p.m. to 7 p.m. to get ahead of Colt Eastwood uh, going up against Colt. He's an amazing uh, creator. It's it's tough and mm-hmm. uh, folks we've been getting clobbered that's the truth of the matter <laughs> and uh when you go up against Col- colt listen you know people were mad don't get mad at colt because he launched his own show uh he you know there's only so much room yeah. on youtube 
for us to make podcasts. So we're going to be going one hour before, um, uh, you know, starting this Monday. And yes, Scrub Nurse, in fact, will be a guest making his first appearance. Thank you for that. Uh, looking forward to that. But uh, Nuf, always a great thing. But real quick before we get you out of here, yeah. ha- uh, w- w- what 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 is what are you what are you doing with uh, with Arnold? Uh, have you guys decided that you're ever going to get him to uh, cover an E3 uh, topic? Ah, that's a great suggestion, and perhaps I'll have to toss it over Arnold, and maybe he'll have to do his own podcast strictly talking about uh, some of these particular topics or some of his favorite games. So uh, what, what do you think, Arnold? That would be a great idea, because I could put all of you guys off over to the side, and you could shut your pie holes, and I'm going to take it over. <laughs> I will talk about the games. They don't come out here for you, Noof. They come out here for me. They want to hear what I'm going to say about the games, because only I can articulate them the way that I feel they are. There's so many great games. There's also a lot of trash, and I've got the place for those, too. In the trash bin, I will tell you that right now. But yes, maybe one of these days, I will come on the podcast, and I'm going to break it down, everything that I see about all of these crazy games you got a great show on boomstick and i love this panel there's great people here and your chat is awesome so being prepared to see more from the terminator in the future well i definitely appreciate that and if i if i can guess uh one of uh, his favorite games is probably the top-down shooter commando but that's just my thought and theory on that i don't know um joe let's get you on out of here brother oh i was in my backyard going commando the other day <laughs> don't do that you're going to get arrested you're not the governor anymore (laughs) joe tell us about the trophy room tell us about what you and your best friend do each and every week and also once again do a shout out to this to the cause that you're supporting with the new um merch that you got on the channel yeah man so you can find the trophy room a playstation podcast over on youtube if you like the video version but mostly on apple Podcasts, spotify google play wherever you find your podcast service choice you can find the podcast there today is the last day to rate us five stars on itunes or apple Podcasts uh to be entered into ratchet and clank rift apart giveaway that we're doing or if you don't have a playstation or ps5 because we know a lot of xbox folks do listen to us uh we give you 60 dollars worth of or sorry 70 dollars worth of uh game pass so go over there give us five stars it really does help and uh yeah you can find me over at mr Babbit and over at ps room one of our most recent tweets is that of um the charity that we're doing or fundraiser rather that we're doing for the trevor project um this is again folks that do really great things for the lgbtq community and so what we decided to do was help partner with them to hopefully get you know uh, to sell some shirts to to a great cause so we got De Niro Primero making some amazing shirts for us uh for pride month and again all proceeds all profits made not just this month but in the future uh, for those shirts, go straight to the Trevor Project and go check that out as well. And yeah, you can find me at Mr. Babbitt, at PS Trophy Room, all that stuff. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Well, yeah. thank you for being here, brother, as always. And of course, uh, yes. Yeah. I was oh. going to say, and I'm sorry I yelled so much. No, no, yeah, yeah that's okay. It was, it was for a good cause, for You're sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but let's get to BitCloud. BitCloud, first of all, well, welcome back. Glad to have you a part of today's show. What you got going on? You have a show today at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What are you going to be talking about with the PlayStation community? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Shout out to everybody here. Uh, Mr. Bad Bit, Noof, uh, Crispy, oh, of course. Um, <clears throat> today we have um, Chris Grinnell 
coming through. So ah, be... Chris is a good dude. I had yeah. him on. He was on last week's primetime gaming. Love Chris. And that yeah. guy actually is someone that not only worked with Sony, worked on some of the games that we enjoy. Yes, and, sir. He, and he tells it straight. And I'm looking forward to talking to him. He's going to be there. We're going to get his input uh, working on PlayStation like we've done with the other developers. I uh, got to get to see, you know, what his future, like what his um, thoughts are in the future, and just it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward for, to the show. Um, you guys can follow me at Big Cloud Gaming on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Getting close to 10K, and um, yeah, if you guys are interested in the show, it's 5 p.m. Eastern time. Um, looking forward to it, man. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like going to be a good one, folks. That's right. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Definitely check out BitCloud Gaming. And last and no way least, Crispy Bomb, brother. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate the rant. Appreciate the realness of it. And, of course, love having you on the show. Tell everyone what other shows you're on and where could they reach out to you on social media to potentially get chainsawed in half. <laughs> <laughs> Some people can at this point. I mean, come on, man. Uh, yeah, but at Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb 28 Xbox Live. You can find me on Retro Renegade, 7 p.m. Tuesdays, Thursday, 8 p.m., the next podcast. And, of course, back here on Breakfast with Boom. And next week will be probably a busy one. I'm sure I'll show up in other places. So check me out on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, we're definitely going to be uh, uh, having you guest appear on some of these big uh, shows as we get closer to E3. Uh, but once again, everyone, I want to thank you so much for the generosity, the new channel members, the super chats that continue to come in. And of course, without you here, we don't have a show. So a big shout out to the uh, to the chat for always keeping it 100. Of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dear old dad taught us when we were kids. And I think now more than ever, it's super relevant. He said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom.